0: hey achievers this is maya founder of healthy high achievers join our global community and create healthier routines to avoid burnout and feel more calm and healthy let's get to it hey achievers welcome to the healthy high achievers podcast today we have chris michelle here with us Chris wrote The Red Chair Experience, his book, which is a daily inspirational read, and it came out a month ago. So he's been on a health journey for the past three years, and he has learned the importance of healthier eating, conversations with friends and family, and he's also started his own business in the middle of the pandemic, just like me, Chris. (laughs) Chris is a sales and business coach, and I think my achievers here really benefit from some inspirational stories and some motivation here from your story. So Chris, before I ask you a question, let me just ask you where are you in the world?
1: Well, I am in Atlanta, Georgia, just outside of Atlanta, Georgia in the United States. So kind of the southeastern part of the US.
0: Nice. Georgia makes me think of that soul music, my favorite artists. Love it. Should go there once uh, in my life. <laughs> yes. Okay, so you know, take me back to, you told me that this whole journey of yours started in 2019. So first tell me what the red chair experience is and how that all started for you.
1: Well, since I have one right here, I'll show you oh, what it is. Oh, look at it's, that. This <laughs> People is, who are on YouTube, actually, you can
0: see the cover That's its red chair there. Yes,
1: that is actually my red chair and that sits in my, um, my en suite and it was it was my stepfathers who he was my business mentor for a number of years, and he passed away in 2016 and so when he passed my mom took the chair with her and, and moved it to where she lives now. And then I moved it to my brother my younger brother back in 2018 he lives up in Indiana. And, because he had some health issues he needed uh, a chair like that so it's it is a full leather recliner red leather recliner easy for me to say right. And. <laughs> And it's incredibly comfortable so he had it and that was in 2018 well then um he passed away we lost him to suicide in september of 19 and my sister-in-law my niece and nephew asked me if i would take the chair because it was too much of a reminder of of my brother for them and i said absolutely i will i will take good care of it and i'll hold on to it and i put it in my ensuite and and Six months later, the pandemic hit and I started to write the book and that became the inspiration was, it was my place to go to sit and read and to meditate and to write and to have conversations with the previous owners and really kind of to foster that that opportunity have, of emotional growth in my life that was really kind of snowballing at this point, really in, in the early 2020 timeframe. And so, like you said, I, I started my own business in 2020 in, in December and uh, finished uh, after my, my dad died in, in February of 21, my a grandson was born, I, I went in the hospital with the COVID pneumonia in 21, finished the book in 21, and then published it and here it is, you know, a, a year, well, six months later, and now it, it, it speaks to people like yourself and, and like your high achievers. And it really starts to address kind of the impact that we all have in the world, right? And the influence that we can have and the inspiration that we can find that's out there just through stories of that we hear about like my brother, right? And it it doesn't end with he died. It, It kind of ends with, and this is what came of it. And these are the things that, that I get to share as a result, and I get to feel feelings, and I get to share feelings, and I get to share a story that people can relate to and understand.
0: Mm. And I really wanted to have you on the show because I see you as a perfect example of someone who's been through a roller coaster ride that life can often be right so many things that happen in so little time. On top of the pandemic that we've all been through. And for many people, it has been a roller coaster ride in, in many aspects with family members, with personal issues. And so I know some of my achievers who want to start their own business, but they're like, oh, you know, they're still in their corporate jobs and they don't take the leap. Well, it sounds like for you, despite all the personal challenges, the, emotion, the most emotional challenges, there we go all that, despite that, you started your own business, you published your book. Where did you get that strength from?
1: Boy, you know, growing up, I, I had to learn how to, um, I got to learn how to work early. And I developed this work ethic. And on top of that, growing up in a house that was that, that wasn't loveless—it was just a different type of love. We weren't the touchy-feely type. We were we were the logical type. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to put a roof over your head, and that's how I show you how I love you. I'm going to cook dinner for you, and that's how I'm going to show you that I love you. And so, I learned how to be that, and 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 pull the strength from that. But then when I learned the emotional side of things, I went, "Holy mackerel! Wait a minute, I can be both." right? I don't have to be this and not this, but I don't have to be this or not this, right? I, I can be both logical and emotional and I can be both strong and soft and mm-hmm. I can be this person that I think we all desire to be. We truly, you know, we look for these things to get us through the day, right? What is the strength that gets you from day to day or gets you through the, the, the death of a loved one or a friend or, you know, any of those things, what is the strength? Well, part of it's collaboration. It's learning how to be open and communicate and talk with people and work with others. And those are the things that really kind of drove it. I mean, for me, it was family members, close family members that that were in my corner and, and my girlfriend and, you know, my, my family members, my daughters, and, you know, those that were supporting me that, that were close and they just, they were there. And I said, you know what, I can do this. I have to do this. And it wasn't out of desperation, but it was more out of, uh, I want to make an impact. And so that I think was the other side of it. I, the book really was written for me therapeutically, right? So I could get some therapy out of it and, um, some cathartic, it was really cathartic for me as well. But what I'm learning is it's more about helping people and I get the opportunity to help other people that may be struggling with some of these things, right? Maybe to your point, you've got achievers that are like, oh, I want to start a business. You can start a business. And it takes the the gentle nudge of a person, of a a close friend or or maybe a stranger like myself, right? That says, hey, you too can do this. And it's it's having that conversation, right? And, And I'm open to those conversations, no matter where you are in the world. I'm open to those conversations. If you want to have them and say, what is it going to take? What can I do? How can I help?
0: Mm. And it's true that it's often another person who tells you, gives you that nudge, like you say, Um, in Peru, my previous bosses said, Maya, you should start your own thing, you know, anything, because I worked as a manager at their business, and they said anything you will put on the ground, it will work you know, and I didn't believe in myself as an, or even saw myself as an entrepreneur. So I needed that other person giving me that nudge of, Hey, of course you can do this, you know? And so in what way was it for you personally? What were some of the words of your family, friends that really lingered and, and made that shift for you?
1: So my book came about as a result of, as you said, several different, um, things happening in my life. I, I, I had gotten divorced, changed jobs, moved, right? I had done all these different things. And and then my brother died in the pandemic hits. And a buddy of mine sent me a meme. He just sent me a text one day. And and it was all it said was, if you're not working on your side hustle, if you're not doing something to improve yourself during this pandemic, it's not that you didn't have time, you wasted it. And for me, I was like, oh, crap.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, now I have to do something, right? And it wasn't like he, I, I don't think he intentionally sent it to me and said, dude, go write your book. <laughs> I think he sent it to me like he did with other people because he's that person. He's that inspirational. And, and his name is Mike. Mike just is that guy. he He's the guy who he'll send you a text out of the blue and just to encourage mm-hmm. you, right? And that's what it did. It was one of those where it kind of said, okay. Now it's time to take the next step. So it's we live in this world full of manifestations, right? Or full of these these ideas and opportunities that are all around us. And we sometimes we we get these thoughts or we get a we get a a nudge from Maya. Maya calls or texts and says, Hey, I was just thinking about you today. I want to let you know I love you and I hope you're doing well. And I, I think you're awesome and you can do whatever you need to do, right? And then that is the thing that pushes you that goes. She believes in me, so I can do this. And so I can take that next step. Whether it's a job or writing a book or you know, moving to a different country, right? I mean, you that's a huge step for you to move to a different country, right? And be away from your family. And all of that's different. I mean, a lot of my family is up in in the same area where I kind of grew up, right? For a long time. And that was hard, right? Being the one that moved away. But I get that. And but sometimes it is. It's just that gentle word. And that's what it was for me for the book. It was Mike sending me a text
0: hmm mike sending you a text yeah and for me moving to peru it was my mom saying just do it you know go for three months whatever you want and then if it doesn't work out you come back that's it and that made me okay you know this is not such a big thing it's not like oh my god i'm moving to the other side side of the world and this is going to be forever and ever no it's just okay just go you know see what it's like you can come back so knowing that your family and friends have your back, and in Belgium I know that we are not the kind of culture that is really into motivational videos like the ones you find on YouTube, right? A <laughs> bit <laughs> over the top, like you just got it, you know. But in Belgium, a Belgian friend said, "I really think you're onto something," and that was it. You know, just those words were all right. I'm onto something. I can do this. So those people, even through the challenges, even through the pandemic and everything you've been through, you were like, okay, I'm going to write this book. I have my red chair. I have my emotional growth corner and I can talk to the previous owners. I can work on myself. I can dive deep. And that's where this all came from. So do you feel writing a book from your own, something that you needed yourself from your own inspiration and your own emotional growth do you feel that in the energy right now in other people who are reading it or now that it's out there what's that like for you
1: it's uh when it first came out it was very surreal right it's one of those things where you go wait a minute i created this i i mm-hmm. put this together right it's it's a project that you've been working on for months and and it's finally today's the day right and you get to see it and you go wow i I kind of put that together, right? And and then you remember all the blood, sweat and tears that you put into it. And so, yes, it's when I first wrote the book, my thought was, hey, if a hundred people pick this up, that's awesome. And if one person gets influenced by it, or if they, if one person says, man, that really changed my life, I'd be super happy. And to your point, when I finished the book and I put it in somebody's hands who I trusted and he Looked at it. He read it. He's a publisher and a writer himself. His name's Dominic. He was my. He's my publisher. He said, "I think you've got something here." It was the, the exact same words, right? It was I, <laughs> I really think you've got something here? And I went, "Oh wow. Wait, wait. This this is not what I thought it would be, right?" And so, what's happened over the last two weeks, week and a half, two weeks is I've seen this whole persona that is the book, right? This whole thing that's kind of taken on a life of its own. And I realized that the book that I wrote was written to me 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was 10 years ago, me, that the book was written for because I wasn't emotionally ready. I wasn't, I, I was searching, but I couldn't quite figure it out. And so I was able to look at those things and start to see the progress and the growth and, and writing down how it felt when my when I found out my brother died, right? How it felt when I learned how to grieve, When it, how it felt when I learned about toxic relationships and and the friendships that you think you have and then you know they change or you know the bosses that you had or the friends that you think you would have and even the family relationships right there there's things that happen and you go wow there's there's a whole lot of emotion that's built into all these things and then that the reviews and the, the comments that i've gotten to your point right those are the things that make me go oh wow that's This is way beyond what I thought it could have been. And so my mind has even shifted in the last week and a half to two weeks in, in that my goal now for the book is to have this worldwide impact and, Mm -hmm. and not from the, Hey, I'm going to change the world, but that it, that somebody in Peru, somebody in Belgium, somebody in Australia, somebody in South Africa picks up the book and they read it and they go, wow, I can do better. And They don't have to write me a note. It'd be great if they did, but they don't have to write me the note to say, hey, your book was an impact, but I'm getting those notes. I'm getting those text messages. I'm getting those messages via LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever, right? And they're like, hey, this really made sense to me. I'm buying this for my team. I'm I'm buying copies for my team, right? Or I'm doing this with it, right? And, And this made an impact on me because of this. And so, yeah, it's taken on a whole new world. That I didn't even think was possible. And now I'm, I'm embracing it and really trying to foster that, right? Because at the end of the day, I, I would love for people to pick it up and go, this helped me, this made a difference for me. And it has nothing to do with the money. It's really all about the, where the book is going to your point about high achievers and stuff and your community. It's that's the, that's the, if you will, the community, the, the people that I really want to have impact with is those who understand and and can see the, where their life is and where it's going, right?
0: Mm, Yeah, absolutely. And just for some people, it's a, it's a meme that a friend texted for other people. It's a book they pick up like, Hey, who's Chris Michelle. Right. And they just get that inspiration of, all right, I want to do more. I can do more. What am I doing with my time? And ultimately, what am I doing with my life, right? Is that a question you ask yourself during the pandemic or when you decided to build your business?
1: Absolutely. When my brother, when, when I was dealing with the grief of of my brother in the situation there, that was a huge question for me was, wait, he was two years younger than me. And what am I doing? Right? What impact am I having on the world? And, and he was a radio personality in, in the community we lived in. And it was, he had a rather large following. I mean, everybody knew this guy, right? He knew Mm. my brother, Ron Stryker. They called him Ron Stryker. That was his radio personality. And they're like, yeah, who's this Ron Stryker? And, and they, they loved him and adored him and they were all the community really came together when he died. And that to me, just, just gave me a vision of, wow, what am I doing? What, what is my life about? And, And am I making an impact? And, yeah, I think that was part of the catalyst for me writing a book was because I, I want to have that kind of impact on people. I I want to be able to, not influence, but really just to be able to, to, for like you said, somebody pick up the the book and they go, oh wow, that really that helped me. That really made a difference in my life, and and let me share this with somebody else. And so yeah, that that happened when my brother died, and shortly thereafter, and and then not so much after writing the book, after writing the book, I was like, I'm glad I'm done with this. (laughs) So, and then it took on a whole new life. Right. But starting my business, I was, uh, I had a conversation earlier with my mom today and she's one of my biggest supporters in the business. And she reminded me today of of a conversation that we had when I started my business a year and a half ago, she said, remember the person who asked the question, gosh, what if this, what if this doesn't work? Will will people call me? Will, will people want to work with me? Right. And here I am a year and a half later, and I've got clients and I've got people reaching out to me and saying, "Hey, I'd like to work with you. i want I want to work with you and and in fact, I need you to help my team do this. And I need you to help you know my team do that. And people buying my book and saying, hey, my uh, I, my team needs your book, right? And I'm going, oh, cool. yeah, let me know what I can do to help.
0: Yeah, so. and then you feel that um, that surprise sort of. I felt that when I started working as a singer here and I said, Will anyone want to hear me? You know, I was too perfectionistic about it. But then when bars kept asking in hotels, like, hey, do you want to sing here on Friday? I'm like, you know, they kept asking me back. And with every time they asked me, I would be like, oh, okay, all right. And you get that confirmation from the world. Hey, this is something that's working. This is something that's flowing. Well,
1: and then it builds your confidence, right? Now you're a more confident person, more confident singer, more confident in whatever you do right because you're getting the affirmation you're getting that confirmation that you really are that good mm. and that and what you do really does matter and all of that comes into to building up that strength right when you go to make that next big decision wow should i record an album right should i put this out in the world right should i do this should i create this video yeah you should because yeah. you're impacting people right you're having that influence and you may you may think it's little but it's not it's really it's quite cool
0: yeah and that's that moment to when you're getting started right there's nothing harder than just getting started just doing it jumping in it sometimes it's a nudge of other people but you in your in your the reading the meditating everything you were doing in your red chair what do you feel helped you the most in mindset shift or in whatever it was To take that leap and just to to do it basically
1: so this comes up a lot when in coaching with people and the people who coach me right it's what what's the fear if you do this right so what's the big thing that what's what is this thing that you're afraid of if you decide to do this and then what's the fear if you don't Mm -hmm. so to me, the bigger fear is if I don't write this book, if I don't start this business, if I don't do these things, right? If I don't step out on faith, what am I doing? I'm continuing to live this life that I don't feel is of service to me or anybody else, right? I'm, I'm working for some big corporation that I'm just a cog in the wheel, right? And I want to do more. I want to be more. I want to, I want to be able to give back. It's why I do the things that I do. You know, it's why I, I spend time at the weekend uh, at Habitat for Humanity, right? Because I want to give back to my community. I have skills and abilities. I can swing a hammer, right? I can help people build a house. So why not utilize those those talents for the, things like that? And so the business gives me the opportunity to, to help build with Habitat. My book gives me opportunity to help coach and mentor other people, right? And it helps me to do these things that really are, are the end result. That's that's really what I was hoping for, right? I mean, my health journey is my story. And I know you understand this, Maya, but you know, when we all start in our health journey, it's, it's figuring out what works for me. Now, mm. does what works for me work for you? Maybe, but maybe not, right? And that's okay. That's totally a fine. But are you more aware of your own mental or physical or spiritual journey? What is it that you need to do to better yourself and, and maybe pers- put yourself in a position to help others.
0: Yeah, and that reminds me of um, clients who just, you know, I read these blog posts, seven ways to do this, or 12 tips to do that, and nothing's really working for me, or, you know, I can't really seem to take action. No, because that's, maybe that's not your way, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, what, what works for you, really, and that's what you and I know that as coaches, we know that We can help people figure out, okay, what is right for you as a person, as an individual? It's not, I'm not going to tell you what to do because what works for me might not work for you. What worked for my 10 other clients might also not work for you, right? So just figuring that out. And that's really connecting to yourself, to your essence, to creating that friendship with yourself, basically. And that reminds me of what you said in the beginning, circling back to that, finding that balance between your emotional self and that rational self. And I can really relate to that because the Belgian culture is very rational, right? It's very in the mind, thinking things through, um, not really, you know, hiding our emotions too, not even getting too excited when there's something exciting happening, just, you know, playing neutral, Right. And then here in Peru, <laughs> they're all so emotionally in the moment. Yeah. And they just sometimes let their temper win from them, right? Mm-hmm. And just react on their emotions. And yeah. so for you, being that rational person and then having your emotional growth corner, what was that like for you to find a balance between the two?
1: Well, there's a constant struggle, right? And you, you and I, I think, talked about this earlier. I, I have a serial perfectionist side of me.
0: So yeah, me too. <laughs>
1: it's, it's that side that just says it's not good enough it's not good enough it's not good enough right and you keep working and you and you overthink and you overdo and you overwork and and then all of a sudden you go why am i doing this and i don't know if you do that i do that i'm like oh, why am i spending so much time worrying about what this looks like just throw it down on a piece of paper right and so having those two worlds collide if you will really it was kind of refreshing, actually to be able to think and feel at the same time and be able to go mm-hmm. you know what the other day i woke up and and just felt completely anxious and i knew that i needed to get grounded and and almost to the point where i was overwhelmed i'm just i'm like oh gosh i just need a uh, right and it's just you get in your head and you start overthinking and you're it, it you're just a mess and i was and i was that i was just this mess and I was like, you know what you need to do? Put your feet on the ground, read, meditate, pray, do what you need to do, right? Get yourself grounded. You'll be fine. And one of the things I remind myself, I, I do Bikram yoga. And that if, if anybody does it, they understand it's, it's not an easy thing to do. But I, I, I was a, a former college athlete. I grew up playing sports and always you know doing these things. And so I kind of gravitated towards this later in life. Well, I've been doing Bikram yoga now for, I don't know, six months or whatever. And every time I think about what I'm doing there in the class, I'm like, oh, I hate this. And then I have to remind myself, I was the one who chose to be here. You're going to be fine. Right. And so to me, it's the, those two worlds colliding, right? It's the logical going, what the heck am I doing here to <laughs> so the emotional, you know, the emotional, I can get up and leave anytime I want, but the, the rational coming back to, I chose to be here. And I'm okay. I'm safe. There's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing Nothing harmful is going to come to me right now. I'm in a good space. And if I need to sit down for a minute, I sit down for a minute, right? And it's it's being able to take that mental break to stop and say, hey, I've got a tough conversation coming up. Let me stop. Let me get grounded, take a breath, get back to the roots of where I am. And, and just really find that. And when those two, like I said, when those two worlds came, are had come, started coming together and continue to come together, it, it is. It's a, it's a wonderful place. It really is. And it's not scary. It's not something you should be afraid of. It's 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 kind of being aware, right, of the total person that you are. And that's that's who we are. We're emotional and logical beings. And when we realize that those two can live together, it's
0: actually kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. Think and feel at the same time, right? Because you're a total human being. And just how yeah. they can sometimes, as perfectionists, we can feel they're in conflict, mm-hmm. but they can collaborate and they can form a pretty cool team to right. just, okay, you know, I chose this. Or when my mind doesn't understand something, I say, okay, you know, maybe it's not something that my mind can grasp or understand right now. But this is what I'm feeling. And that's also a valid thought or sign or something I need to pay attention to. So just understanding that even the opposite, you know, when you're not feeling anything, when you think you're supposed to feel something. I remember when I was flying back to Peru in the middle of the pandemic, I couldn't believe I actually caught a flight. (laughs) And I was sitting there and I saw Cusco again. I was arriving here and I thought I would be excited and thrilled with happiness, but I didn't feel anything. I got here and there was no emotion. It took me two, three weeks to start feeling something. And just wow. observing that and saying, okay, fine. No, I just can't believe I'm here. That's why <laughs> the emotion can't follow, right? But that's all okay. right. And just yeah. seeing how they can kind of be friends too, be a good team. Yeah. And if the emotions don't understand what's happening or the mind doesn't understand, you can, they can help each other out. And it's all, it's all good. You now that's often a yeah. sentence I say to myself, it's all good. I'm yeah. here. It's all good. I'm happy. Um, what more yeah. do you want?
1: No, that's you're, you're spot on in terms of, you know, what you're talking about. Cause I, I had a conversation with somebody about three weeks ago, four weeks ago. And, what they said was was mind blowing to me, right? I, I couldn't really wrap my head around it. But I was like, you know, I, I went out for a walk and and really thought and contemplated about what they said. And I said, you know what? I don't need to understand it fully right now. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And the emotion of it, right? Like you said, the emotion of it was taking over. And I'm going, Holy mackerel, this is a kind of a big deal, right? But the but the perfectionist side of me, the overthinking side of me, wanted to figure out all the details and where I know the, I want to know where this is going. And I want to know right now. And I want you to tell me. And it's like, you know what, it's not for you to know right now. And that's okay. Mm. And being able to be okay with that, that was a huge step for me, right? To, to get out of that overthinking mindset, or that, that controlling mindset, right, that says, I've got to know right now. No, I don't. Here's <laughs> no, what I, I need don't. to know. Yeah, here's what I need to know. I'm, I'm standing or I'm sitting and I'm grounded and my feet are safe. I'm not in a dangerous place, right? Take a look around. Am I in danger? No, I'm not in danger. I'm in a safe place. If I need to calm my mind, calm your mind, right? Meditate, pray, do whatever, read a book, do something to help calm yourself and and bring yourself into a safe space where you realize that it's okay to be logical or emotional or both. Mm. And that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And just accepting where you are on that journey the journey towards oh, yeah. any skill you're trying to manage, the journey of emotional growth, the journey of whatever you're on that you want to know more of or that you wish. And I'm guilty of that still. You know, I'm like, oh, I wish I, I would already be at this point with my business, or I right. thought after two years I would be here or there. And then you start, your mind starts to look for all this evidence that you're not, that you're behind or you're not far enough yet on the journey. And then just, whoa, stop. I make a list of all the progress I've made in the yeah. past, let's say six months, sometimes even a year. I pick a time frame of a year and I say, look, you know, I haven't been standing still. I'm on this journey and i'm right where i'm supposed to be i'm right on this spot in the journey and i'm learning with every step and it's all it's all good again yes. yeah
1: yeah it's amazing and and that really for me maya that was a huge kind of realization right when when and I, I continue to learn i'm 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 55 years old and i'm still learning right i thought i'd get to a certain point in life and i'd be like okay i'm done learning i don't have to learn anymore i know it all right now <laughs> I'm, I'm so learning all the time, right? And, and reading and, and listening to podcasts or you know, books or whatever it is. But just this idea and this concept that you, you can continue to learn and grow and pick up on these things. I mean, I, I love the conversations that I have with people. And, and this one is no exception, right? Where you have these conversations where you go, oh, I learned something. I just, I learned something else today. This is really cool. I get to keep learning. And keep seeing how we can, we we can continue to expand our hearts and our minds for ourselves and then for other people.
0: Yeah. And sometimes your perfectionistic mind goes, oh, are we done learning yet <laughs> in life, but also in business, where you see like around the corner, there's always something new to learn on that journey, but then also just feeling the gratitude of, hey, you know, having my own business, or for you writing my book. being on this journey having this side hustle whatever you're moving to another country it's giving me more learning in my life and as high achievers don't we love learning constantly right can be frustrating but also that gratefulness for hey we keep learning Hey, chris i knew that today was going to be very inspiring and my intuition never fails me. So thank you so much. I think I am going to re-listen to this <laughs> interview too because <laughs> it's just um, something we all need to hear often. And I guess that what, that's what the red chair experience is. You know, that's what you needed to tell yourself. And that's what other people to just need to hear or want to hear from you to have that motivation to keep going, to just keep growing in life. Yeah. and stay connected to yourself and, and your essence. Um,
1: yeah.
0: So I'm going to leave some space from any, for any last words. If you say, hey, I still wanted to say that to healthy high achievers. And also, where can people find more about you?
1: Absolutely. So you just brought up something about the red chair, right? The red chair is is a place for you. It doesn't have to be a chair. It could be a rock that you sit on that overlooks a valley. It could be a riverside. It could be uh, by the ocean. It, it, it's, it's the fact that you're finding a place to go and to be yourself, to meditate, to pray, to, to contemplate life's wonderful adventure, right? Um, to read and to do whatever it takes for you to get into your own good space, right? And, and to be that better person for yourself. So that, that really, you're right. That's exactly what the Red Chair Experience is all about. Um, where can people find me? They can find me at coachchrisconsulting.com. It's all, you know, uh, that's my website. If you forget that, it's the com. That's where you can find information more about the book. Across the world, you can actually get the book if you really want to um, via, uh, it's it's an ebook. It's also a softbound book. And you can go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble, or I don't know what is in peru right walmart um whatever it is wherever you even find i don't books. know
0: sometimes <laughs> yeah.
1: wherever you find books if that's if, if that's of interest to you go find the book and and check it out i know on amazon you can kind of preview it you can see what you know what does it look like and how does it read and that kind of thing and you can get an idea and feel for it but uh coach chris is the best way for people to reach out to me and to find me and maya thank you so much this I knew this was going to be a good time too. And and I really appreciate the time that we had. Thank you. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Me too. Thank you so much for this inspiring talk. I'll put all of your links in the show notes and in the description below so people can find you. Definitely get the Red Share experience if you need that, just that inspirational story and those words that you heard today. And um, yeah, thank you so much, Chris. Uh, Let's stay in touch. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Dear Achievers, I hope you liked this episode. If you did, please subscribe and share with your friends, anyone who needs to hear this. You're super welcome to join us at healthyhighachievers.community as well. See you there!